This program is made possible by the giving of the God-called partners of Renner Ministries. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. I want to say thank you for joining me for today's program. My name is Rick Renner, and I'm so grateful that you've turned on your TV or your device and you've let me come right into your space. And today it's not just me, it's me and my precious wife, Denise. Hey, sweetheart. Hi, Rick. I'm so glad to be on this program. Denise, we're going to have a good time today. Today, we're going to talk about making decisions. And so far, we've seen that we need to make a decision to lose weight, make a decision to exercise, make a decision to get our finances in shape. And today, we're going to look at the next decision. What is it? Make a decision to have friends. To have friends and to have good relationships. Now, that might seem like such a simple decision. It's really a pretty hard decision. How do you make a friend? Who should be your friend? Maybe you're living kind of in isolation. How do you break out of isolation? And I guarantee you, people who are in ministry, they really understand that. Who do they talk to? Who's supposed to be your friend when you're supposed to be everybody's spiritual head or you're ministering to everybody else? Who do you open your heart to? So if you feel like you're living in isolation, we understand that completely. But before we get into this message, I want to tell you that if you need prayer, we're here for you. Call us. If you don't have anybody to pray with you, let us pray with you. Send us an email or call us right now. Send us a letter. Our team is so sincere about praying with anybody who rings that number or sends us an email. We'll put our faith together with you. And we're offering you our series called Decisions. Are you going to follow through this time? Wow, this is such an encouraging series. And it comes with a wonderful study guide. It comes in multiple formats. So order your copy today. We're also offering you my book called The Point of No Return, Tackling Your New Assignment, with courage and common sense. Listen to the back of the book. It says, you've reached a crossroads in your life. Does that sound like you right now? Have you reached a crossroads? If you're ever going to step out and obey what God is asking you to do, it's now or never. Your heart calls for you to reach out for the adventure of a lifetime. It's scary to do because you've never done it before, but this is what you have to do if you're going to accomplish more than you've already done. The question is, how do you do it? How do you take a step of faith? How do you not make a mistake when you take that step of faith? How do you know you're taking the right step of faith? All of that is in this book, The Point of No Return, and that's why the subtitle is Tackling Your Next New Assignment with Courage and Common Sense. It's not just courage, you've got to have common sense. And there's a common sense way for you to step out in faith and it makes your steps of faith easier. All of that is in this book and I want you to order your copy right now. Also for those who become partners with our ministry and if you're a partner, Denise and I just want to say thank you so much. Thank you so much for being a partner with us. You know, I feel like our partners, they join hands with us in this work. We appreciate you. We appreciate your faithfulness. We appreciate your giving. We appreciate your heart and your prayers. And for those who become partners, we always send them my book, Life in the Combat Zone. We're not prophesying a combat zone. Most people are already in one. And this book I dedicated to our partners because they can survive, thrive, and overcome anything if they know how to do it. And that's what this book is about. So we give it to anybody who becomes a financial partner along with 
Denise's little book called The Gift of Forgiveness. Denise, what about this book? Rick, that book is pretty powerful. I know it's really little, but I've had so many testimonies of people who have forgiven people that they hadn't talked to for 16 years. I mean, deliverances, because you know, the devil, he wants to separate important relationships and by being bitter against one another. And, and we have to forgive. Jesus has forgiven us and we have the power in us to forgive. And that's what that book is about. And we give that book also to anybody who becomes a financial partner with our ministry. But thank you for becoming a partner. If you're already a partner, we're just so grateful to you. We really are thankful. We prayed for you this morning. We pray for you every night when we go to bed and every day when we wake up. We really pray for you. And we pray for our TV family. But today I hope you have your Bible because today we're going to see how to make a decision to make friends or how to improve your relationship with your friends. Now, Denise and I grew up in two totally different kinds of families. Denise's family was older and they didn't have a lot of friends. I remember when Denise's daddy died. I came to the house and I expected the house to be inundated with people coming to see the family. I think two people came, maybe three. I was so stunned because they did not have a lot of relationships. They had formal relationships but they didn't have a lot of close relationships. You know, my mom and dad, they grew up in the depression. And so they grew up as survivors. And so when they got saved, they knew they were, my mother was a Christian, but when my dad got saved, he knew he was supposed to go to church. He did everything that he could to be a faithful church member. And then, and then to work hard. And that's what their whole psychology in their mind, the way they lived. That's what it was about was eating healthy and going to church and being a good Christian and working. and working. We didn't even take vacations. Our vacation was leave on Friday night and drive five hours to see mother's relatives, spend the night Friday night and Saturday night and come back on Sunday. And we did it once a year. That was our idea of a vacation. And friends, we didn't. My mom and dad just didn't have friends. There was there was hardly any people in our house. And so I grew up really different than so, Rick. So you can imagine when we got married, uh, <clears throat> we had to make some adjustments because Denise was a little concerned about me because I had so many friends. She just didn't understand that. I grew up in a home where our life just lived in the church. Now, Denise's family went to church. It was kind of formal. Our family nearly lived in the church. We were at somebody's house on Sunday night, trading houses, going back and forth, different homes every Sunday night, people in our home. We were at the ballpark. We were at the bowling alley. We were just with friends all the time. So making friends for me has always been easier than for Denise. I've had to encourage Denise to make friends over the years. Now, Denise will tell you this is the truth. When you first meet Denise, you will think you have met the best friend in your life. She is like all with you 1,000%. But in her life, she didn't have a lot of consistent contact with friends. Denise had to learn how to do that. And the fact that we live thousands and thousands and thousands of miles away from everybody who speaks English 
and for whom we don't have some kind of pastoral responsibility with whom we could have a friendship has made it more difficult for me and Denise to make friends. It's kind of hard to be friends with people who call you pastor. You can't really open your heart to people who look to you for help and for spiritual leadership. So if you're in the ministry, maybe you're in the ministry and you're listening to me today, or maybe you have a pastor and you've wondered who is their friends. Well, when you're in the ministry, it's kind of hard to have a friend. You have to really be intentional about making a friend when you are in the ministry. And this applies to you as well. All of us have to be intentional about having friends. My mother used to say to me, if you want to have a friend, you have to be a friend. And if you sit around and wait for somebody to call you, you're probably not going to be called. Get on the phone and call somebody else. If you want to have a friend, make a call. Start the initiative. You do something. If you want to have a friend, you have to be a friend. Now, you can do it. This is the new year. We need to forget what's behind and press forth to what is in front of us. And today we're going to read from Philippians 3.13 again, where Paul says, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. The words reaching forth are from a Greek word which portrays a foot racer. Listen to this. It is the image of a racer who is pressing forward so hard and is so stretched out that his entire body is arching forward as his arms reach ahead to grasp the goal before him to strain or to reach forward to reach a goal. Now, if you've not done too well with friendships in the past, there's nothing you can do about that. Not a thing you can do about it. This verse says, forgetting the things that are behind. The word behind in Greek describes something obsolete, it should be relegated to the past. There's nothing you can do about it. It's behind you. Now you need to deal with what is in front of you. You have to have a goal. Do you have a goal to have friends and to improve your relationships? In fact, this verse says you have to stretch forth or reach forth to those things which are before. The word before in Greek describes what is right in front of you, right in front of your face. So I want to tell you that if you've made a mess in the past with your relationships, quit fixating on it. There's nothing you can do about it. It's time for you to change your focus. If you say, well, I've blown all my relationships, put it away. You can't do anything about that. You need to look at what is right in front of you. Get your eyes off the past and start thinking about what you need to do next in relationships. You have to look at the relationships that you have right now. What is in front of you? What's in front of your face? These are the relationships that need your attention right now. And in fact, in Philippians chapter 3, verse 14, Paul says, I press toward the mark. The word press is the Greek word dioko. And we've seen it means to hunt, to chase, to pursue. It denotes the action of a hunter who followed after an animal in order to apprehend, to capture, or to kill it. Like a hunter, we must strategically follow after an object, principle, person, or reward until it is captured. And I want to tell you that if you want to have meaningful relationships in your life, you may have to hunt for them. They may not come to you. You may have to go to them. You may have to follow the tracks to see who could be a friend, who will respond. You have to follow the scent. You have to follow it. You've got to really work on this. But Paul goes on in verse 14 
and he says he's after the mark. The word mark is the Greek word skopos, which describes the finish line or the goal. You have to know what is the finish line for you in terms of friends. What kind of friend do you want? How many do you want? How many can you maintain? I remember, Denise, when I was a child, my mother, you know, my mother used to say a lot of things to me, but my mother used to say, Rick, when you grow up, if you have five real friends you can count on your hand, count yourself faithful. I'm talking about people that you can talk to, that are with you year by year by year, people that you can depend on. They're with you through the thick and through the thin. If you've got five, wow, you are really blessed. Plus, it takes a lot of time and energy to maintain friendships. Now, if you want to just be an acquaintance, that doesn't take any time. But if you're going to really be a friend, it takes time. It takes energy. It takes a lot of you to maintain a friendship. So you have to know how many do you want? What kind of friend do you need? What kind of friend do you really want in your life? And you've got to shoot for it like it is your mark, like it is your goal. And I want to tell you that everything in life takes time and takes effort. Everything. Everything takes time. Everything takes effort. And if you're willing to pay the price, if you're willing to change who you are to accommodate others, if you're willing to invest in other people, you can have really meaningful relationships. Now, I told you Denise and I are different. It's easier for me to make friends because that's how I was raised. I've had to encourage Denise through the years and say, sweetheart, you need a friend. I cannot be the only friend in your life. And of course, I love my wife. I want to be her best friend. I want her to be my best friend. But when husbands and wives only have each other, it creates a terrible vacuum in their life and a horrible dependence upon each other that it, it can become, Denise, how do we say? It can become out of balance. We need more relationships in our lives just than each other. This should be number one. And it is number one for us. I need more relationships besides Denise. I need men in my life. Denise needs women in her life. And I've had to encourage Denise through the years and say, Denise, call this person. Honey, you need to reach out. You need to be intentional. You want to say something about that? Well, you know, as Rick is talking, I can see how <laughs> watching my mother that I didn't get any encouragement in that way. There was nothing built inside of me to try to uh, reach out to friendships regularly. N absolutely nothing. And so I've had to make the decision that this is important. This is the way that I want to go. This is what I'm going to do. And I can say, and, and I'll talk to you ladies, that we ladies, we really do need friends. We need another woman. We need another girlfriend. We need friends in our lives because some friends, you know, you can go shopping with. Some friends you can really share your heart with. You need to. Some friends you just uh, laugh together. Some friends are just spiritual friends. I mean, you have all kinds of different friends, but really it adds so much to your life. And, and more than it adding to your life, I want to say that what you have inside of you, you give to them.
Mm, that's so good. It's not just about receiving, it's about an exchange. No, it's definitely about an exchange because you have so much to give to that other person. And a lot of times, let me tell you this, a lot of times it might seem like you're the only one giving because they are so needy. Well, then that's just a season that you need to see yourself in. This person, they need me. And they can't offer me very much right now, but I can offer them a lot. And you just need to see yourself as an instrument that God wants to use for them. There's nothing wrong with that. And you have to remember the principle of sowing and reaping. If you sow into others, it's going to come back to you. It really will. But about having friends and improving your relationships with your friends, you've got to be very intentional. It's not going to happen by accident. The Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 26, about reaching goals, he said, I therefore so run not as uncertainly. And we've seen that that word run depicts a runner who jumps in the race. If you want to be a better friend or if you want to have more friends, then you've got to jump in that race. It's not going to come to you by accident. You have to be very intentional. You may need to look around the room. You may need to look around the church, look around your workplace, See somebody and say, hey, Lord, tell me, let the Lord direct you. Who is a person that I can really connect my life to and begin to feel your way into it? But you've got to jump in the race and start moving your feet or you'll never reach the goal. You really do. And Paul says you can't run uncertainly with no aim and with no direction. So I want to ask you, do you have a plan to have friends? You know, I just watched a very interesting scientific report about what is the number one factor that causes people to live long lives? And I was stunned by the answer. Diet was lowest on the list. Next lowest on the list was exercise. Well, diet and exercise will make you feel better. Well, let's face it, a lot of people eat right, a lot of people exercise and die young. So that doesn't necessarily prolong life. You know what's number one on the list for causing somebody to live a long life? Close relationships where they have interaction, social communication, they talk to others, they look into other people's eyes, mm -hmm. they have interaction. That is the number one thing which causes people to live longer lives. God made us with a vacuum. We need other people in our lives. And you know, Rick, I want to say there have been times in my life when I started opening my heart up and saying, I need friends. and. At different times, this particular friend or that particular friend, that was God's ministry to me. That was sanity to my mind. That was keeping me on track. God didn't mean for us to walk isolated and like an island unto ourselves, but that we there are people who have something to give you. You're in a hard time, and I know the Lord Jesus is with you, and he's going to see you through it. But you know what? He wants to use, if, it's a, if I'm talking to a woman, he wants to use another sister to encourage you. So it's important. Maybe, maybe you don't, haven't opened your heart to receiving friends. I was in that place, and I was very isolated. And it was a very dangerous place to be. But if you're in that place where you say, I, I'm going to develop a friend, 
it's going to add to your life. I want to read to you from Proverbs chapter 18, verse 24. Listen to this. It says, a man that hath friends must show himself friendly. You know what I hear in that? Somebody being intentional. A man that hath friends must show himself friendly. You know, you, you might say, well, it's just so hard for me to make friends. People are so busy. I'm so busy. Listen, the people that I connect with live in America. I don't live in America. I live in Moscow, Russia. Nine time zones away and thousands and thousands of miles away from people that I really talk to that are my friends. I have to be very intentional. We have to communicate by text, by Skype. I've got to figure out how to contact them. And you know what? I do it and I do it every day. I talk to them every day in some way with thousands of miles between us and huge time zone differences. I know that if I can do it, you can do it. If Denise can do it and she does, you can do it. But you have to be very intentional or it won't happen. And the last thing you want is to become old in life. Your spouse dies, you're alone, and your kids live somewhere else, and you're sitting there all by yourself because you never invested in friends. That is not what you want at the end of your life. You want people who will be with you to the end. That's what you want. God made you with a need for relationships, but you're not going to have those relationships unless you jump in the race and move your feet in that direction. So what are you gonna do? It's the new year. Are you just gonna repeat what you've done in the past? Or are you gonna become intentional about improving your relationships with others and making friends that can enter into covenant with you and be with you for years to come? We're out of time, but we'll be back in just a moment and Denise and I are gonna pray for you. Decisions, are they easy or difficult for you to make? Many people make decisions, but don't keep them. In the five-part series, Decisions, Rick Renner will help you make decisions about your diet, fitness, finances, relationships, and your walk with God. If you're ready to lose weight, ready to start a new plan to exercise, to get your finances in shape, to improve your relationships, and to take your walk with God up a notch, then you need Decision to help you actually do it. Available in digital or physical formats, starting at just $10. This series will help you make the overdue decisions that you've wanted to make for a long time. In addition to this teaching series, you can also purchase a point of no return. In this book, Rick describes how to take steps into your God-designed future. God is waiting for you to get moving, but he will not take the steps of faith for you. You can do it, but you need to know how. That is what you'll discover in this timely book. Don't delay ordering your copy today. It will propel you into the plan God has planned for you. Order your copy of The Point of No Return today for only $15. Don't miss this special offer, Decisions and The Point of No Return. Call now or go to renner.org. Call or go online now. Hey friends, this is Rick Renner and today I am standing in the foyer of Rick Renner Ministries in Tulsa, Oklahoma and I just wish I could pick you up and bring you here to see all the wonderful ministry that is happening in this facility where we receive thousands and thousands of phone calls from people just like you who reach out to us for prayer and for teaching they can trust. 
Proverbs 10, 21 says, the lips of the righteous feed many. And we know that's our job. Our job is to feed many. And I want to say thank you to you for everything you've helped us do with your giving. You helped us construct our studio, purchase this building. And now in phase three of our ministry expansion program, we're wanting to pay this facility off so we can liberate all that money to take the teaching of the Bible around the world on additional channels and venues. And by being a part of our giving team, you can really help us make this happen. If you're not already a part of our giving team, please pray about joining us. And together we can join hands and through teaching of the Bible and by ministering to people that reach out to us and by sending teaching products around the world, we can really change people's lives. And it's amazing to me that today it's never been easier to make an impact in somebody else's life right from where you are. Think about that. You don't even have to get out of your chair. Just go online or make a phone call and bam, by becoming a part of the giving team, you can do something that reaches beyond your world into somebody else's life to really make a difference. That is powerful. And according to the Great Commission in Matthew chapter 28, Jesus promises that if we'll go, or if we'll do what we can do to help others go with the Word of God, His power will show up in our lives. So thank you for praying about being a part of our giving team. And the moment you join, I want you to really expect the power of God to show up in your life. Denise and I are so glad that you let us come right into your space today to talk to you about friends. You need to make a decision in this year to develop really strong, healthy relationships. If this has been an area where you've struggled in the past, leave it behind you. That's behind you. It's time for you to reach forth to what is in front of you. And in front of you, there are people who would love to be your friend. You may not know them yet, but if you'll jump in the race and begin moving your feet, the Holy Spirit will develop relationships for you that will stay with you to the end of your life. It will just enrich your life. And by the way, if you're lonely right now and you don't have anybody to pray with you, we're here. We would love to be your friend. We'll pray with you. We really mean that. Send us an email or call us. The moment we hear from you, we'll put our faith together with you for any need you're facing in your life right now. But by the way, I'm speaking to you from our series called Decisions, Are You Going to Follow Through This Time? comes with a wonderful study guide. We're also offering you my book called The Point of No Return. Denise, I love this book. It is Great such book. an encouraging book. Mm -hmm. It says, tackling your next <coughs> new assignment with courage and common sense. And for those who become partners, as I always tell you, we always send them my book called Life in the Combat Zone. It's dedicated mm -hmm. to our partners. This is the way we initiate our partnership relationship with you. And we send you Denise's book called The Gift of Forgiveness. But right now, we want to pray for you. Father, we thank you for this wonderful new year. And in this new year, Lord, we've made several decisions. We're going to eat right. We're going to exercise, get our finances in shape. And we're going to make good, strong, healthy friendships. Lord, you say that he that wants to have friends has to show himself friendly. So show us how to do that. Holy Spirit, we know that you're creative and you have the right people for us to connect to. So direct our steps. We make the decision to jump in the race to improve our relationships and to have better friends in Jesus' name.
Amen. Amen. Remember Ecclesiastes 8.4, where the word of a king is, there is power. We'll see you in the next program. Renner Ministries is proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ through every available media to the uttermost parts of the earth. Discover the many ways you can help us make a difference in lives around the world with the Word of God. We invite you to partner with us in teaching, strengthening, and rescuing lives for the glory of God. Together, we can make a difference that will last throughout eternity. This program was made possible by the giving of the God-called partners of Renner Ministries.